Welcome to the Trust Your Gut Podcast. I'm your host, Demi Fair. Here we dive into the world of the mind-body connection, exploring the gut-brain axis, microbiome, and nervous system while harnessing the power of intuition and connection to spirit. If you struggle with chronic digestive and mental stress and are tired of trying just one more diet or supplement to address your symptoms, then this is the place for you. Join me as we learn from the world of science and medicine, but also from nature, our own inner knowing, and personal stories. Thank you for tuning in, and now it's time to trust your gut. Hello and welcome back to the Trust Your Gut podcast. So today's episode is all about the symptom that has plagued me for the majority of my life and has been the main thing I've struggled with throughout my digestive issues. And that symptom is bloating. I'm sure many of you can relate and it is a very frustrating one to navigate. So before I get into bloating and many of the reasons why we might be experiencing chronic bloating, I wanted to speak to what I experienced recently in my own gut health that reflects the foundation of what I teach with Trust Your Gut, that the nervous system and how our nervous system is regulated is the key component in how our digestive symptom is functioning and how our gut-brain health is operating. So I was doing a work stint in Las Vegas and I was working this week-long event that I was nannying a three-year-old and there's a lot going on at this event. A lot of different parties and performances, dinners, activities throughout this week, eight-day stint. So it is a lot. I mean, Vegas in itself is a lot. There's so much going on there. Lights, sounds, cigarette smoke inside, slot machines, so many people. And although we were kind of in our own little bubble, away from a lot of like the casino and and party atmosphere and everything, you're still just kind of around all these people and all these things. And then you're attending events that have costumes and hair and makeup and lights and performers and music and it's all really fun like it's really really amazing but it's a lot and it's a lot for the nervous system vegas in itself is a lot for the nervous system and then you add in all these other stimulating activities and it can be overwhelming for the system so then you throw on the layer that i was there also taking care of a three-year-old um and three-year-olds are amazing but they also have a lot of needs and demand a lot of your attention and energy. And then you're navigating, taking care of a three-year-old while you're in Las Vegas, while there's all these things going on. So as you can imagine, it's just really overstimulating and 
the nervous system started to take a little bit of a toll and part of this too was that I wasn't getting enough like rest and rejuvenation right because I was pretty much on the whole time I'd get like little breaks here and there um but I didn't get too many and at night I wasn't sleeping super well because I was up late Um, helping the kids get to bed and then admittedly I would come back into my room and I could have stretched on the yoga mat that I brought um, used the roller ball to get into my muscles journaled done some breath work or meditation something to help me kind of discharge from the energy of being in my sympathetic overactivation all day long like being in that go 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 do 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 like meeting the demands of everything and having all the stimulation but you know what I did a lot of the time or at least what I wanted to do a lot of the time was to just like veg out on my bed and scroll on my phone and there's a time and a place for that it's not a bad thing and I think that it can be you know, nourishing in certain aspects and in certain times, but that was taking in more stimulation, more input. It wasn't really what my system needed to come out of that sympathetic overactivation or being in that sympathetic state all day and to drop back into my ventral vagal parasympathetic rest and digest state where I could discharge all the energy from the day. So, you have all this stuff going on, all this stimulation. I'm not getting enough sleep, which could be one place for me to rest and rejuvenate. And then in my downtime, wasn't doing a very good job of actually taking that time to discharge. So you can imagine a couple days in, starting to feel a little more frazzled in my nervous system. It's starting to impact me mentally. Um, just feeling a little bit more like in default mode. <laughs> um But what I started to notice is it was affecting my digestion. So, you know, this is a podcast and a business all about gut health. So there's never too much information, but I'm sorry if it feels like this to you. So my bowel movements are really great. I have at least two every morning and they feel very complete and very healthy for the most part. Things fluctuate. That's fine. And I spent a lot of my young adult, teenage life, well, actually even younger than that, dealing with constipation and feeling like things weren't complete. And there's times when that happens, but I started to notice that that was happening. Once I felt like my nervous system was starting to get frazzled, I started to notice that my bowel movements started to get worse. They didn't feel very great. They didn't feel very complete. They didn't feel very healthy. And I also just started to notice like a little bit more bloating. And there was a couple times where I felt like really rushed. And I could feel a lot of stress arise in me, just like feeling rushed. And then I get a stomach ache. And these are all things I've dealt with before and realized and knew, but it was really cool at this point where things feel pretty healthy within my digestive system to notice that direct response to when my stress levels rose, to when my sleep got worse, 
to when I wasn't taking time to rest and rejuvenate, basically to when my nervous system was feeling dysregulated, how immediately it impacted my gut health. So I just wanted to share that all with you today because it's just such a prime example of how important nervous system regulation, being aware of our nervous system states throughout our day so that we know how to discharge and when to discharge out of states of activation so that we can support our digestive health best and our mental health best is a great example of how important nervous system regulation is. Okay, so along the same theme, let's dig into today's topic about why am I so bloated? Now, as I said at the beginning of this episode, bloating has been the symptom that has plagued me throughout all of my digestive struggles. And I think one of the reasons why it has really gotten under my skin the most started when I was a teenager and I was so, so severely bloated that I looked pregnant, right? And I'm sure so many of you can relate to this. And it was so like uncomfortable physically, but it really impacted me mentally. And it also impacted me emotionally, especially at that time when I struggled with body image issues. I mean, really, I just, I felt, I felt fat. I felt fat. Um, And I felt really preoccupied with wanting to be really thin and just feeling uh, too fat um, as I know many young people experience. So experiencing that sensation of bloating and, and looking at myself in the mirror was very challenging for me. And so it was one of those symptoms that really messed with me mentally. And it can still do that a little bit because when it comes up, it's like, why? Why is this happening? Like after everything that I do, why is this happening? And of course, what I turned to the most throughout all this time was there must be something I'm eating. There must be something I'm eating that my body doesn't like and it's reacting, and it's causing bloating, and it's causing gas, and I just need to figure it out. I just need to maybe eliminate some more things, and oh my god, I've been through so many elimination diet cycles, seeing if with this one thing, stop the bloating. Would this one thing stop the bloating? Would this one thing stop the bloating? And it just never totally 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 went away there's been some times for sure where there was relief after certain periods of cutting things out perhaps or maybe I was being more mindful with eating who knows but I never really found a solution there so what I will say first is sure 
you might be eating something that your gut doesn't like and it might be reacting to it and causing gas. Often what will happen, right, is something may not be digesting well in our intestines and the bacteria in our microbiome can be eating it and causing it to ferment. Now, depending on what that balance is like in our gut, it's going to impact how things ferment and how long they stay in the digestive tract and a lot of different points along the digestive journey. And we'll kind of get into that a little bit more when I get into some of the reasons. But because it is such a common place I went, I imagine it's a common place you have gone before. Maybe it's something I'm eating. I just need to do an elimination diet. Maybe I need to cut out XYZ. And what I will say is that if that feels in alignment for you, if intuitively you're feeling that there is a particular type of food that might be causing it, or maybe you've tracked it a little bit, it doesn't hurt to cut those things out. But I'm going to tell you reasons now that aren't so much about the food. They're more root cause symptoms. And some of these can lead to certain foods causing reactions. But taking out that food forever, especially if it's a healthy food, is probably not going to solve the issue of bloating. You need to look at these root issues. So let's start with the first one. We are going to talk about how are you eating? This is a big point I always come back to is that digestion begins in the brain. Digestion begins when we think about food and we think about eating and we get ready to eat. And this is connected to our nervous system. This is why nervous system regulation is at the root of how we digest our food. So, as we know, we need to be in a parasympathetic. This is our rest and digest state of our nervous system. We can break that down into the ventral vagal. That's where we feel grounded, we feel calm, we feel at ease, we feel curious, we feel connected to ourselves, to others. And this is where our digestion is functioning optimally. This is where we need to be to digest our food. Sure, you will di- you will eat food and digest if you are in a sympathetic state or if you're in a dorsal vagal frozen state, but it's not going to break down and absorb very well. It might move through way too quickly, as can be the case in sympathetic, or it might move through way too slowly, as could be a case in dorsal vagal, or we're not going to be able to actually break down the food fully, and that's going to cause issues further down the digestive tract, or we might not absorb our nutrients from our food very well. So whenever we eat under a lot of stress, like if we're working, maybe we're in between meetings or we're trying to meet a deadline and we're just filled with stress and it's time for lunch and we eat 
in that stressful state, that will likely impact your digestion, whether you are aware of it or not. And I hear you that it's not always possible to not be under stress. But this is why it's important to work on our overall stress load. So when we're on the go, when we're rushing in between things or in the car and we're eating while we're driving or walking or standing or moving, it's the same kind of thing. Our body doesn't feel like it's in rest and digest. It's in a more sympathetic state. It's moving. It's on the go. That's going to impact our digestion. And I know sometimes it's not possible. I'd rather have you eat food than not eat at all. And I'll raise my hand right now and say, I'm guilty of this. Sometimes I have to eat while I'm driving. Sometimes I'm multitasking while I'm eating. Sometimes I'm out in the mountains and I have to eat something really fast and keep moving. It's okay, right? Like we're not going to be perfect, but we if we're experiencing a lot of bloating all the time, we need to look here first. Are you eating stressed out, rushed, on the go, multitasking? Are you like eating really fast and then like jumping into other things right after and not really like giving yourself that like nice restful time to digest? Because if that's the case, pretty much nothing you do is going to really help your bloating if this isn't addressed. And again, this may not be possible all the time, but when can you slow down a bit more and eat differently and eat more slowly and be more mindful with your food? Because every little bit counts and it can make a big difference in your bloating and really all of your digestive function. Okay, the next thing is when we do not chew our food fully. So this kind of goes in hand with what we just talked about, but this is about when we are kind of scarfing down food and eating really fast and not properly chewing because that's the next part of digestion, right? Like we've looked at food, we're thinking about it, our mouth starts to water with saliva and now that saliva is going to mix with our food and begin the first part of breaking it down. So if we don't give it a proper chance to mix with that saliva and really chew our food, we're missing an essential step of digestion and then we're sending too big of food particles through the throat, through the esophagus and down the digestive tract, which can cause a whole host of problems. And if you haven't listened yet to the episode where I talk about all about the digestive process, uh, I encourage you to go listen to that because I talk about how everything works from the brain to elimination and it can really help you understand what can go wrong if we don't chew our food fully enough and we're sending too big of particles down the digestive tract. I won't go into that too deeply here. But basically, if too big a food goes down the track or it misses the signal with the 
salivary enzymes. It's the enzymes. They're going to break down our food that are in the saliva. Then it can send food that doesn't break down fully um, into the stomach and then further down into the tract where it can ferment longer because now the gut bacteria have to do more work to break it down. And so it's going to stay in the tract longer and it's going to cause fermentation and more gas, equaling more bloating. So if you are not chewing your food fully and you're experiencing a lot of bloating, this is also going to be a really important place to look. Nothing else you do will matter until you look at this. Something I love to do when eating is put down my utensil between every bite. Just put it down and just chew that bite of food as much as you can. Again, you're not going to be perfect about it every time. Sometimes we don't have enough time. We need to eat. We need to eat fast. It's fine. But when can you do this and be mindful of it? Another big thing that causes chronic bloating is lack of stomach acid. Stomach acid is a really essential step in breaking down our food. So after we've chewed it, it goes into the stomach where the acidity in the stomach starts to break it all down. Again, a really important step before it moves into the intestines. And if this step is missed, it can cause a lot of bloating because again, too big of food is moving down into the intestines. That's not supposed to be like that. Or the pH of it hasn't been shifted in the correct way. So other certain digestive functions can be missed. Again, this is all in that episode I just mentioned in more detail. But this is a really big thing I see with a lot of people is that they're not producing enough stomach acid and therefore their food is just not really getting broken down and they're not absorbing all the nutrients from it and it's causing bloating. So if you notice that in the morning you feel good, your stomach feels great, doesn't feel bloated, and throughout the day it starts to get more and more bloated and by night you're super bloated, this can be one of those reasons. Really all of the reasons I'm talking about contribute to this, but Throughout the day, you're eating more and more, and if things aren't breaking down well, you might start to see more bloating throughout the day. So how we support stomach acid production, um, there's a couple different ways, and I would recommend trying some apple cider vinegar in water 10 minutes before you eat a meal. There's some more in-depth supplemental ways, but that's best to do with um, the help of a practitioner. So something you might want to try, a little apple cider vinegar and water 10 minutes before a meal. You can even feel the warming in your stomach, which is really amazing because that indicates that your stomach acid is starting to be activated. And many people don't produce enough stomach acid. Stress is one of the main reasons why we lose stomach acid production and also sometimes just getting older. So again, a lot of it all comes back to stress, but that would be the first step in just seeing if you can support that a little bit more. You can also use lemon water. It's not as powerful as apple cider vinegar, but if 
vinegar is not your jam, a little bit of lemon water uh, before you eat a meal, 10 minutes before will also do the trick. Now, something that often can go hand in hand with lack of stomach acid is lack of digestive enzymes. So the pancreas releases its own digestive enzymes that help break down our food as well. And so sometimes these things are not being produced well enough. And this is something that you can identify, especially if you notice undigested food in your stool. It's also the same with stomach acid, but if you look at your stool and you notice that food is coming out in its whole form in your stool, that's a big sign that things are not breaking down well enough and you probably need some support with your enzyme production and your stomach acid production. Now, I'm going to say a little disclaimer here that I don't believe that stomach acid and enzyme production just gets bad on its own. I believe it's a byproduct of nervous system dysregulation and chronic stress. It all comes back to that. That is the root cause. All these things I'm saying here are root causes, but they pretty much all link back to nervous system regulation, dysregulation, and chronic stress. So, If you notice undigested food in your stool, you can help support things better by uh, using bitters. Digestive bitters, herbal bitters, are a really great thing to take while you're eating your meal. You can pick them up at a health food store or online, and it's not something you need support with a practitioner for. You can also take digestive enzyme supplements if you're more of a supplement person. This is what I do. I do it with every meal because I know that my digestive function is compromised from years of nervous system dysregulation and chronic stress. So this is where we need to maybe support things a little bit, you know, help support the gut and its function while also addressing our nervous system dysregulation and chronic stress. All right, so the next thing that is Ooh, such a common culprit of chronic bloating is dysbiosis or SIBO. So dysbiosis is when we have an imbalance in the gut microbiome. So the dysbiotic opportunistic bacteria, which is a bit more of our bad bacteria, it's overgrown. There's too high of levels of this type of bacteria. And these strains can live in our gut microbiome and not cause issues. It's not that having them is a negative thing, but often they can get overgrown. And sometimes when we have the dysbiotic bacteria overgrown, we'll also see the beneficial, the good bacteria in lower levels. Um, I would also consider just having too low of levels of good bacteria to be dysbiosis, even if we don't have an overgrowth of bad bacteria, because we want that good bacteria to be at healthy, normal levels. Otherwise, our microbiome is really vulnerable to having dysbiotic bacteria overgrow. So that is dysbiosis. Now, SIBO is small intestinal bacteria overgrowth. 
that is when bacteria gets into our small intestine that's not supposed to be there and it overgrows. And both of these things are really challenging things to navigate. I personally have had pretty severe dysbiosis and um, it's something I've been working with for a while and uh, a lot of people struggle with that and with SIBO. So again, is this something that just happens? Well, there's many reasons why we might develop dysbiosis or SIBO. Sometimes these come from uh, when we get like food poisoning or we get bacterial infections in our gut. We've picked up a gut bug somewhere that can, or a parasite that can be a trigger for causing the microbiome to go out of balance. Um, the most common one, I believe, is chronic stress. Stress is a huge has a huge impact on our microbiome and the balance of it and the health of it. And so it can cause beneficial bacteria to get too low and dysbiotic bacteria to overgrow and SIBO to form. When you have either of these things, the only way to really, really know is to test with a SIBO breath test, which has its, you know, own kind of cons um but it's really easy to test for dysbiosis with my favorite test that i run called the gi map and once we know this then you can address it which i recommend doing with the help of a practitioner because there's a lot of different things that go into dealing with dysbiosis or SIBO now if you're familiar with SIBO, you probably know about the low FODMAP diet, which I've done before that has really helped me actually reduce gas and bloating. The whole point of the low FODMAP diet is to reduce foods that cause gas, like all the types of foods that bacteria produce gas from. And that's why a lot of people feel better because they're not feeding any of the bacteria and they're not having any gas produced and now they're not having the symptoms that they used to have. And that's wonderful and it can be really helpful used in a short period of time to just reduce symptoms, reduce food for bacteria, especially if you have an overgrowth. But you have to also be working on the root cause and you have to be working on the holistic approach to dealing with this we cannot depend on a diet forever it can actually be really detrimental to stay on a low FODMAP diet for too long so this is one of the things that we see food being a answer a solution to reducing the symptoms and that it can help but it's only a short-term solution it's really not the root issue the root issue is not that you have like an intolerance to all the FODMAP foods for the rest of your life it's because you have some sort of overgrowth and those certain foods are producing gas with the bacteria okay so 
the last piece I want to talk about is something that I've been talking about the whole time because, again, it is the foundation of the work that we do with your gut-brain connection. And it is what I see as the root to all of these components that cause bloating. And that is nervous system dysregulation and chronic stress. So I've pointed this out along the whole episode, but as a reminder, we want to be in our parasympathetic state, which is known as our rest and digest state, to properly digest our food and break it down and absorb all the nutrients from it. This is the ventral vagal state of our parasympathetic nervous system. And this is when we feel our most calm, grounded, connected, curious. Everything is just kind of functioning best in our body. And a lot of our day, today life, demand us to be in our sympathetic nervous system. That is our fight or flight. And it's something we need to meet the demands of our day to perform at work, to take care of children, to exercise, to get things done. But really our modern world and our culture is um, chronically sympathetically stressed. We are in a sympathetic overactivation all day long. And we don't necessarily have moments throughout our day or are provided or taught the tools to notice that and know how to properly discharge out of that place. This is why so many people turn to television at night, social media, screens, drugs, alcohol, sex, shopping, whatever it may be, because it's a way to kind of like discharge from that but it may not be what's actually getting you out of that sympathetic state and back into the ventral vagal. And so when we're in this sympathetic overactivation, we can experience really just an overactivation of stress. Our digestive system is not going to be functioning very well, so if we're eating in this state, we're just not going to be digesting things properly and a whole host of other problems. And being in a sympathetic overactivation is going to be leading to our body being under more stress. It's where we're releasing stress hormones that is flooding our body and going to our organs, and it's putting a burden on our adrenals, And it's keeping our body in that chronic state of stress. And when we're in that fight or flight, when we're in that chronic state of stress, we don't need to be digesting. Now remember, the body is really primitive. It doesn't know why you're stressed. It doesn't understand that it's a deadline at work or a fight with your partner or your kids screaming. It just thinks, oh my God, I might be under threat. I might need to be running from a predator. And so in that state, it's not going to prioritize digestion. You don't need to eat right now. You can't eat while you're running or trying to save yourself and survive. 
it doesn't need to do that. It's going to pump all the blood, all the energy to running, to other organs that you need to take action. And sometimes this can go too far, right? And cause us to go into a state of freeze or dissociation. We've been too overwhelmed in the sympathetic nervous system. So now we're going into shutdown. And in shutdown, everything just slows down. And digestion is just offline. Because the body's preparing to die. So if you haven't listened to the episode on Nervous System 101, I highly recommend doing that because I walk you through all of this really clearly. Again, just touching on this a little bit today. So if we're thinking about chronic bloating and we're seeing that if you're eating under stress, how that's going to impact your digestion, how that impacts your stomach acid or enzyme production, how that can lead to imbalances in the microbiome that lead to dysbiosis or SIBO, we can lead it all back to chronic stress. And nervous system regulation is really just how does your body respond to stress? When you're faced with stress, are you able to deal with it and then regulate back into a state of calm, into that ventral vagal state? Do you feel resilient? Or do you stay in a level of stress? And chronic stress might be a low level of stress that you're in all the time. It may not even feel like you're stressed out, but you might just be a little bit on edge all the time, have a little bit of anxiety, maybe a little bit overwhelmed. Like maybe you just kind of keep doing, 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 doing all day. You're kind of always on the go, kind of constantly checking your phone or emails. And that can be a level of chronic stress. And all of that can lead to things like being bloated all the time because it is the root cause of all the other things I've listed today. And of course, being in a sympathetic state. So there you go. Those are the main reasons why you might be bloated. (laughs) I hope that gave you some new insight today or just some resonance on things that you might want to look at or work with within yourself and on your gut healing journey. As always, if you have any questions, you can reach out to me. Everything is in the show notes. And I have my free guide about why your healthy diet isn't solving your gut issues. And that is because it has to do with your nervous system. So go grab that guide if you haven't already and you want to learn more about exactly how your nervous system is impacting your digestive health and your mental health and your overall gut-brain connection. Just learn a little bit more about the gut-brain connection and I provide you with a bunch of tools that you can use today that you have in your back pocket that can help you start to regulate more and provide a free guided practice that will help you do so as well. So that's a really great place to start. Thank you so much for tuning in. Before you go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoy this show, please subscribe, leave a rating or review, and share it. That helps it reach others who will benefit from this information. So much gratitude for you. Have a beautiful day.